You're listening to Nick's Snacks and KFKA, hosted by Nick Kenny. Nick is the CEO of the Greeley Philharmonic Orchestra and the 2019 Greeley Chamber Ambassador of the Year. Nick's Snacks also touches on local and global issues through Nick's perspective, offering unique insights into the world's happenings. Prepare to learn something new in this thought-provoking and entertaining show. Hello, you're listening to Nick Snacks on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA here in the Allo Communications Studios in downtown Greeley. And I have special guest Tom Ginn today from Allo Fiber himself. Good afternoon. How you doing, Nick? Tom, well, you're going to have just the best radio voice. I'm going to have to really step up my game today. You just you're, got being, you're being too kind. Oh, I mean, it's low, it's deep, it's a little raspy. Gosh, people are going to be like, can he talk more and less of Nick? <laughs> Good luck with that one. Well, we can go and go and go. But all right, Tom, you you're just you're, you're you've got a myriad of stories just uh, all over the place. Incredible careers uh, landed here in Greeley as I don't even know what you do for Allo. I know you work for them. What your business sales associate? Um, but I met Tom through the Chamber Leads Group and some networking opportunities. And uh, boy, you're just uh, just a swell guy. I don't know what else to say. Well, I appreciate that. It's been a pleasure to get to know you uh, through Leads and outside of Leeds and through the through the fill. Um, and it's been a pleasure to get involved in the Greeley community as a whole. That's just, well, we're, we're lucky to have you, really. Um, well, it's just, you know, everyone asks, what, wow, what's the show? What should I, I don't know, it's like a coffee, you know, it's like um, just having coffee or having an afternoon cocktail or something, just chatting, just with some microphones and, and Micah behind the glass, watching and judging us for everything that we're, that we're saying, wagging his finger from behind the glass. Uh, but uh, aloe, that's a big thing in Greeley right now. We're seeing yes. those trucks everywhere and uh, and putting in some fiber, so We'll just spend the first segment curious about fiber and what that's going to do to impact our community as far as a high-quality, high-speed, reliable Internet service. Yeah, absolutely. We're uh, we're really excited to be here in Greeley. Um, we're a Nebraska company, and we started here in Greeley about, gosh, almost a year ago now, I think, is when we announced the uh, the partnership with the city. Um, we've been in Fort Morgan for several years, uh, also Breckenridge, hmm. and so we recently announced Erie, and we're building out Hudson. So we're we're starting to take over uh, Northern Colorado. Hopefully, we will. Um, and you're correct; we're building a, a high-speed fiber internet for the city. It's 10 gig installed, but with the ability to upgrade. And so, obviously, right now, the speed really depends on the devices on either end using it, but. Uh, suffice to say, it's light fast because it is glass fiber. Um, and our build-out is going to be what we call ubiquitous. So we're big, bringing fiber to every rooftop in town. Um, everybody should have equal access to the fiber. And it'll take us about two and a half years to complete the process. So we've opened up uh, five areas of town already. Um, you can go to our website and put your address in and check and see when it's going to be available uh, at your residence or your business. I'm doing that right now, Tom, as you keep going. <laughs> All right. Well, I, you and I have already spoken, so I know when it's going to be available for you. <laughs> no, I'm just hoping that the timing will get pushed up a little bit. I feel like I'm going to be at the tail end of 
end of uh, when the fiber's going to be installed. And there's my, my email going off, so i got to turn the sound off. Exactly. Allo Fiber. I'm going to type in my address. Um, I think, you know, and I'm just going to keep pushing it, Tom, that with all the new builds coming out by, by my side of town, it'd just be the perfect time to not have to dig up anyone's yards or, you know, risk nicking a, a water line or um, a sprinkler system. Just go in now and then just jump on over to our neighborhood and uh, and get it all taken care of at once. Yep, absolutely. Uh, we like to be able to do open trench uh, if we are, if possible for new builds. Um, we actually have a, a progression for turning the city on based upon our construction design. And a lot of that has to do with uh, areas of town that we have to cross. So if you're going across Highway 34, uh, 10th Street, you know, those are CDOT um, uh, agreements that we have to get from them. But you're correct in that the majority of the growth is heading west and somewhat north. And so we're going to try and get there as quickly as we can. We're pushing. Um, we're building an office, our second office, out by Boomerang Golf Course. Oh, fantastic. That's going to be dangerous for you, Tom. Are you going to find your way over at Boomerang a little more frequently? Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> at least not through, not between the hours of 7.30 and 5 o'clock. Sure. Uh, but uh, everything's okay after that. But, yeah, so our, uh, our warehouse is out there. We're going to have our residential and commercial CSR teams are going to be there. It'll be a new storefront for us. And so we're, uh, we're progressing our way out towards you. Uh, as quickly as we possibly can. I'm, I'm seeing the map here. We've got some blue, green, orange. Uh, now, the orange is sign up today for a priority install date. I like that. Um, so from when you get to that, that the under construction phase, you know, when it goes from the design to under construction, um, about how long does that take to get that area, that region active? Well, it varies a little bit because we've divided the city in what we call ponds. Just It's a puzzle piece if you look at our map. Um, once the construction is done in each of those little ponds, um, it has to be light tested to make sure that the services are basically hot at every location. So if uh, you look in your backyard and you see a pedestal or maybe in the front of your uh, yard on the easement, wherever we, we put those pedestals, we have to test each one of those to make sure the services are green. Then we turn it on. We light it up. And people can sign up and get service installed. We bring it into their house. They can get uh, high-speed Internet, um, phone, if they like, and TV services. People have phones in their houses? Uh, yeah, sometimes. That's, that's just a thing still. My yeah. parents still do. Um, <laughs> right. And it's kind of nice because I know when they're home or not because they're, they're still, I think, turn off their cell phones or they're not using them. That's not a bad idea. Probably all of us should do that at some point, right? You know, I think they probably have a lot less of that screen fatigue, you know? So be more like my parents. Put those phones away. Uh, put those screens down. There you go. Um, so I'm, I'm more like your parents because I'm actually probably about your parents' age. Well, we were going to just throw that out there on, on the air, <laughs> but we can't anyway. <laughs> um, so I'm going to just ask some questions that I probably should know and, and don't. Um, we'll just start with the most basic one. But when you're installing, does it get yes. connected to everyone's house or like are the wires just kind of – near the sidewalk and that's what you dig up or near the whatever that little area is between the the sidewalk and the street is that uh, where all the connections for a house are and you just tap into it that way how does it all work yeah the little terminals little green little standing terminals that you have them back usually feed more than one property uh, but it is an individual run from there to each of the homes nearby mm. uh, it'll be buried and it's put into a uh, conduit for protection, and then it's just brought into the house. Services are turned on. Um, 
Wi-Fi modem, uh, TV service if you want that as well with the set-top boxes. So our channel lineup is pretty fruitful. Um, um, for those who are Avalanche fans and Nuggets fans, our TV channel lineup does include Altitude Sports, so you can get them uh, when the season starts. Well, I know what Mike is going to ask, but he already knows where he can get his Broncos games. Yes, yes. We were talking before the show. Yes, we were. Yeah, there's no risk that Michael will miss any of his Broncos games. He's this all season. up to speed. Not yeah. even preseason. I refuse to miss preseason. It's only three games now, right? That's probably for the best. I mean, they're they're all over, but I still refuse to miss preseason. I, I hashtag preseason matters. Preseason matters. Ah, at the end of the day, under the stats, I don't think that they do. Well, now here's a question, Tom, and maybe you can sum it up for me, like I'm a five year old or an eight year old. How does the internet work? Like, how does fiber create the Internet? Okay, you just gave me a look. You're you're, you're really going to ask Al Gore. Ask Al Gore. (laughs) Our our fiber, it's actually actually glass, so it's light speed fast, and it is encased in conduit. Can you use that word, or does George Lucas have it, uh, like, uh, trademarked, you know, light speed? Uh, I don't think it's trademarked. That's good. Some people are doing that. That bothers me. Words shouldn't be able to be trademarked. Exactly. Anyway, I digress. So we're light speed fast right now. And again, as I mentioned, it depends upon the devices. So as we go out in time, we're actually future-proofing the fiber construction here. So 10 gig availability immediately. You won't be actually able to get it right away. But um, we'll be able to upgrade our central offices. Um, you know, We could push up to 100 gig in certain circumstances. Now, when fiber, I remember that when I was a kid growing up. I think Verizon fiber was, you know, the hot topic in my hometown. Is this the same or is this, seems like it's pretty a few generations more advanced than the fiber that I remembered hearing about as a kid before I knew, you know, the More than likely. So um, what you're seeing mostly right now, uh, the providers out there, they're using a copper wire, which is what causes a lot of difficulty with your internet signals. Um, the upload speeds are reduced. Um, our fiber is symmetrical, so you get the same upload and download speeds. That's really rare, isn't it? Well, and not for fiber, not but for, fiber, for what, we, what we're used to having in our homes and yeah, our offices. Exactly. And why is that important to the average consumer? Well, if you're gaming, number one, you want to have that. If you're doing a lot of Zoom meetings, if you're uploading documents, any type of a design, um, uh, um, pictures, you know, anything with high definition hmm. that you're uploading, you are going to want very quick efficient and symmetrical fiber to be able to do that in a in a very easy manner. That's fantastic. So what happens I'm excited. I can't wait until well, it doesn't give me an exact date of when this might be, but it looks like it's going to be a while on this map. Yeah. Um, now, Greeley in northern Colorado really is growing. So exactly. even though you're going to get everything kind of wired, um, what's the plans for all the, the farms that will eventually be homes? Um, is that something that you're going to pre-include now, um, you know, in the pre-construction process or wait until those developments pop up? Well, the design is for the city of Greeley city limits right now. So the entire city limits? The entire city limits. Well, that's fantastic. And hopefully we'll be able to expand from there. So uh, City of Evans hopefully will come on board at some point. Um, but for right now, it's within the city limits. Correct. Wow. And, you know, we know Fort Collins and Loveland already have theirs, so probably not much chance of tapping into those markets. Um, but, uh, gosh, hopefully in Colorado we'll see a lot more aloe, those lime green trucks. I'm sure anyone in northern Colorado, and Greeley especially, has seen um, – 
those aloe vehicles. And I don't know if they like this or appreciate it, but I think you just give them a nice wave, anyone who's working outside, and say, hello, and then just uh, let, them, let them do their thing. Absolutely. Yeah. We, uh, we, love, we love being here. We're uh, excited to be part of Greeley and the northern Colorado communities. Well, you're doing a great job, and I, I just love how involved you are in the community and how involved the company is in the community, stepping up sponsorships, and uh, just so appreciate that, Tom. We'll be back with Tom Ginn after this short break. Stay tuned for more Nick Snacks. Everything I do, I do online. Everything we do, we do online. Stop, no need to worry, we'll be fine. What are you to Nick's Snacks, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. I have no idea what that was, Micah, but I enjoyed it thoroughly. It was I, I just found it on Spotify. Just just typed in, internet is down? Yeah. Is that from, a, it has to be from a musical. Well, I was just, I was just thinking of, you know, Comcast. Ah, yes. Comcast. I could I could have a dig at uh, at Comcast like I did for DC for our earlier show the Nerd Show, but I don't have anything. Uh, I, I think Comcast itself just does a great job of making fun of itself. I don't want to just bash on Comcast, but boy, they're they're dang near impossible to get a hold of if you have any sort of problem with your internet. Well, the good thing is about our customer service reps, so they're available twenty four seven. And you get a live body. So that does separate us a little bit from that regard. Uh, most people like to talk to somebody when they have an issue rather than getting a recorded message. So um, that's another separation for us is, uh, is is our service, absolutely. Well, I've never had a bad experience with like a Comcast person coming out to my home. They've always been extremely friendly and courteous mm-hmm. and respectful. Yeah. But, yeah, just – Able to hold of them. find a storefront, and that's great that Aloe's got a storefront in downtown. I mean, especially in Friday Fest, where you get to see the lime green and and all the the swag that's being handed out for some of the sponsorships. Um, I you know we could talk about Aloe all day, but uh, um, we, you're a much more interesting person than just Aloe and fiber, Tom. And Micah had a great question off the air of uh, of whether copper was uh, was more efficient than glass or not, and we clarified that up. And Micah's understanding of a fiber was what was that again micah well fiber is something i'm supposed to eat so i i can poo better ah yes yes do not eat this fiber the yeah, spools yeah, that are going yeah. into the ground eat that fiber not our fiber <laughs> well i i don't i that might be toxic it, very much so and painful <laughs> shards oh well tom you've had an Really a remarkable career. Um, even just a few weeks ago, I was recapping some of my experiences in San Francisco, and you lived in San Francisco for a while. Um, sent over some great recommendations for food for us to try out. Unfortunately, we couldn't get into any wait list. Dropped your name, and they said, who? No, I'm just kidding. We didn't even try to drop your name. Uh, but you worked for a company called Gallup. And uh, tell us a little bit about Gallup. I'm sure probably every listener or all of us have taken some kind of Gallup poll or, right. or a personality test or, or something like that. So uh, it's had Quarters are in San Fran. Uh, no, actually, the uh, there was uh, one of our our West Coast office was in San Francisco. I hmm. opened that for Gallup in 1999. 
Um, but most people do know him from the poll, the social polling, and that's where the brand comes from. But what we really did was customize research and consulting for companies all over the world. Um, and as you mentioned, uh, the Strengths Finder was something that I was able to take part in and, and, and sell to clients for a number of years. Um, really had a lot of great experience, allowed me to travel the world with customers and uh, actually got a chance to work with my brother for several years who was also at Gallup. So huh. um, we had a lot of fun and explored many of those eateries in the Bay Area uh, as well. Now, I'm fascinated by San Francisco. And I went as a kid. I was probably eight or nine years old on a big family vacation. The first time I ever flew in an airplane. Hmm. And but I so I remembered how cold it is in the summertime. Right. I mean, it's just it's it's unpleasant. Um when you come from like 95 degrees here to, to wearing jeans and jackets and the winds coming in from the bay, it's like this this is cold. It can be very cold in the summer. Yeah. But, you know, then you drive 15 minutes outside of San Francisco across the Golden Gate Bridge and it's, you know, in the 80s and you drive 15 more minutes and it's in the 90s. Just uh, those microclimates are ridiculous. Now I have a better understanding of why those wineries do so well out there because of those little microclimates. Absolutely. Yep, exactly. Um, what was the saying? The coldest summer I ever spent. Oh, the coldest winter I ever spent was a summer in San Francisco. <laughs> yes. I think you were telling us that uh, um, actually that's a line that they used in, in our tour of Skywalker Vineyards. Of course. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, it's yep. probably about, if you go across the Golden Gate Bridge north, you, uh, about every 10 miles, you're going to pick up in the summertime about 10 degrees. Wow. Just remarkable. It was such a cool experience. Now, um, was Gallup's headquarters in one of those skyscrapers in, in San Francisco in downtown? Our office in San Francisco was at 101 California, which is an iconic landmark uh, in the financial district. Yeah. We were on the 40th floor. So we actually had bridge-to-bridge views, which means wow. from our office, you could see from the Golden Gate to the uh, Bay Bridge on the east side of town. So one of the things that I was just kind of – I mean, it's a remarkable city um, and a very active, very active for how just foggy and hazy it is, you know, right. especially uh, when we walked slash ran across the the Golden Gate. We did see a rowing race, which is really hard to say. Rowing race. Boy, I've been practicing that for a while. It's one of the tongue twisters I used to warm up before a show. Um, you know, teams of rowers out there, and one of them capsized. It was horrifying. I was like, oh, my gosh. But, yeah. uh, I mean, it was just such an active place. But looking at the skyscrapers to where you don't see anything because the fog's there. Those clouds are so low. I mean, what's that experience of looking out the window and not seeing the ground? Yeah, San Francisco is a really interesting city because in the summertime, you know, the mornings are nice and cool and crisp. Uh, So it's not unusual to be in the 50s, but it's clear blue sky. Uh, And as the temperatures warm, especially over the water, it starts to suck in a lot of that marine layer. So it does pull in into the city. And it is a little bit weird. You're in the clouds, literally. And then uh, by the time you get down to the street level, you're, you know, obviously you can see. But... Um, the time that's the warmest in San Francisco is really just about ready to come up after Labor Day. September and October uh, are the months where you don't get that marine layer during the summertime, and that's when a lot of folks actually come to visit because you get those really pleasant afternoons down in the, the wharf and mm. across the Golden Gate. Sure, yes. When people are up working in those skyscrapers, is there any sort of uh – I don't know, for people who are afraid of heights and maybe can't see the ground. I mean, what do you do for somebody who's looking out the window and their knees are buckling and shaking and they're trying to get their work done? That's funny. Uh, I will try and find some pictures of my office on the 40th floor because we had floor-to-ceiling windows. Uh, And uh, 
one of my favorite things to do was to be on the phone. I would just kind of pace back and forth and watch. It's such a great viewing site. But uh, probably the strangest thing is when you get an earthquake. Mm. Uh, so even minor earthquakes, that uh, building was built on stilts that have gone down in the bedrock. So it's actually like almost like a, t- like a tuning fork. When you get a, an earthquake, it moves back and forth. Huh. Uh, and it can move substantially, which is kind of a strange, strange feeling that high up. I was going to ask, uh, you know, about earthquakes because San Francisco is, is, well, California in general is known exactly. for them. Yeah. And it's just fascinating to me, the architecture of of skyscrapers and the Golden Gate Bridge with just the land shaking underneath them. I mean, how much trial and error was there before uh, they discovered they need to build these giant skyscrapers <laughs> on stilts? Yeah, well, that's a good that's a good question because, you know, a lot and of And I'm that, assuming there's not just four stilts, right? There's no, probably... no, it, no, they're and they're driven down, you know, into the bedrock quite a quite a ways. Um the architecture on those buildings is very interesting. And, of course, after the Great Quake, everything mostly was dis- destroyed and they had to rebuild. And so over the decades, they became much better at building because uh, when, was the, when was the quake uh, during the World Series? Um, I think that was 89. 89, yeah. Mm. Uh, and that collapsed uh, some of the roads there, too. So um, – even since then, the the changes uh, in the engineering to allow those type of uh, buildings to be built and to withstand a great quake, anything you know, eight point or greater. Wow. Uh, so it's. I'm trying to think. The the largest earthquake that I was in was a seven point but I was about fifty miles from the epicenter, huh. and you could still feel it. It was quite the shake. Wow. Oh, that's just because of the heebie-jeebies. I lived through one earthquake, and it was in Indiana. I was studying at my undergrad, and it was my sophomore year, and we had the, the um, oh, just, I can't remember what house, Strong Badia. We called it Strong Badia. The, the six of us live in there. And uh, sure enough, one morning, I just woke up. My bed was shaking. I just thought it was one of my housemates just uh, trying to wake me up or being goofy. And I was like, well, no one was in here. Huh. So I fell back asleep. A couple hours later, wake up for class. I go, did I? Did I wake up during an earthquake? So I run over to the computer to my incredibly slow internet that was still very wired. Dial up, probably. Uh, yes. Um, you're just barely out of that, maybe. And uh, started typing away, you know, instant news. You could just Google Indiana earthquake 20, I don't know, 2006. Sure enough, there was an earthquake from, uh, I think, Ohio, where it uh, originated from. I go, because you don't associate the Midwest no. with earthquakes. There's, def- there's definitely fault lines across the whole country. Well, um, interesting quick point. When we moved out there in 1993, shortly thereafter, my wife was pregnant with our daughter, and she was on bed rest. And um, the uh, Northridge quake in Southern California we were at, and it shook so hard, almost put her into labor. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Is that some people will hope for when they're having a difficult labor? Like, well, let's hopefully get an earthquake here to get this, get thing, this thing going. Jiggle them, up. loosened up a bit. Exactly. Wow. I was supposed to go to Disneyland that day. I was disappointed that that uh, was canceled, that trip to Disneyland. Oh, no. Did you get to go the next day, Micah? Nope. Oh, so you're, was that your one opportunity to go to Disney World? Disneyland. Disneyland. I Well, I mean, I'd been to Disneyland many times because I lived in Southern California for 11 years. Mm-hmm. But so you've, just uh, you've the experienced North Ridge a few shakers. I, I shouldn't complain. I was in Whittier, pretty far away from Northridge. But hmm. it, it actually, the epicenter wasn't even in Northridge. It was just Northridge was the, the city it. that got hit the worst. Hmm. Yep. And then the, the Northridge kids uh, ended up going to the World Series and losing to someone in Japan. Oh, I, the Little League World Series. Yeah, Little League yeah, World Series. That's right. Huh. 
That's crazy. I just saw something about this year's Little League World Series where the pitcher really drilled some kid in the head um, hard. Kid yeah. went down pretty hard and was you know struggling, but he ended up making it to first base. But the pitcher was just completely distraught. He was. Um, and boy, the sportsman the sportsmanship that came back of of the batter who got hit just to walk up to put his his arms around, give the the pitcher a hug, kind of talk to him in his ear a little bit, just see that uh, that kind of stress and that um, that guilt and pain just wash out from him. But boy, what a amazing display of of sportsmanship absolutely as sports should be especially at that age exactly so hopefully they retain that if they make it on and uh not in the pros but hopefully that's also a, uh, an example for all of our you know seasoned athletes out there who can't seem to play nice or say nice things. Heck, you know what everyone should just be like that you know what just be kinder just, just be nice everyone be absolutely yeah stay tuned for more nick snacks we'll be back with tom ginn after this break Welcome back to Nick Snacks here in the Allo Communications Studios. Nick Snacks is brought to you by 477 Distilling, located in downtown Greeley with dangerously delicious cocktails. 477 Distilling. Gosh. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. I just... What I, are you doing afterwards? Well, you know where I'm going. I actually have to go get a, uh, get a, get a quick neck trim in between haircuts. Um, the greatest hair in Greeley needs, needs its barber. There you go. You know, I just self titled that you know greatest hair in Greeley but you know it works sometimes absolutely ask, how do you do it well I usually shove my finger inside an electrical outlet and <laughs> zap it up to get it, <laughs> get it from laying flat we're here with Tom Ginn who works for Allo Communications um, the, the newest internet uh, fiber provider in Greeley the only fiber provider I might be bold, so bold as to say maybe there's another one that I don't know about but we're just chatting about I don't know things at this point life um uh, Tom was asking, so how does this work? Because I don't record live. Wednesday nights are my hockey nights. Um, so I record Tuesday afternoons at 3 p.m. Probably shouldn't be giving my schedule out on the air. Now people know when I'm not on. stalkers. Exactly. You know, the fans are going to just be just outside the studio now at 3 o'clock, and Brady will get upset. Uh, the, the the cars will start honking, mostly because they're mad at each other for not going right when the, the light turns green. But that was the experience walking in today. You see some interesting <laughs> things. Um, but he was asking, so, well, when does this air? Does Micah do a lot of post-production. We don't really do anything in post. Uh, Micah just says he messes with my voice every now and again to to go up or to go down or, I don't know, just uh, some strange things there. But, yeah, it's pretty much as live as you can get without it being on the air. Excellent. There was um, one of my guilty pleasure television shows is Impractical Jokers. And uh, for those who don't know, it's on uh, maybe Comedy Central now, but it started out almost a decade ago, if not more of these four high school best friends that always just competed to embarrass each other. And they, you know, had a little comedy troupe that they did, tours. They all, you know, one was a fireman, one was a financial guy, one was a um, small business owner. But they ended up coming together to do a TV show together of them just challenging them, each other, to do embarrassing things. Um, and then at the end of the episode, uh, if you lost, you know, you got thumbs down and, and you were the loser of that episode, you had to do a challenge and you could not refuse or you're out of the show. You're out. You're, you're just done. Some of the things they've made them do is, you know, for those final challenges is, uh, you know, jump out of an airplane. 
um, skydiving when you're horrified of that. It was poor Murray. Uh, one of the best moments of just the sheer terror on his face, and the other guys are just laughing. I think it's cruel and unusual, but it's but it's all stuff that like I would do, like the goofy stuff in supermarkets or um, you know embarrassing people or embarrassing yourself in front of people. I do such a good job of that as it is. Um, Tom, you probably don't know this story, and I'm going to share it on on. Oh, you're going to say something? No, go ahead. Uh, it, it leads one day. I did an impromptu presentation because the, the speaker didn't show up, and most people know that I can talk about just about anything without uh, without much notice. Well, I get up there, and I didn't really know what I was going to talk about. I was going to give a presentation about me and then about the orchestra, and I go up, and I, I'm given a little backstory. Like, you did so well the other day. We got to learn so much about you, your family, and there's no truer family man than Tom Ginn. I'll just say that right now. It was an That's awesome. kind of you. Awesome. Thank He's had you. a fantastic bride, Lori, and I'm sure she's listening in right now, um, sending it to your brothers, and we can have a little bash about brothers, too. I mean, you guys just look like you're the best of friends. Gosh. Um <laughs> But anyway, I'm up there, and people who know I'm a stormtrooper. I have a stormtrooper costume that I had built. Got to do some really incredible things with with Lucasfilm and with Disney over the years, but mostly just for my own vanity of of being um, what I was trying to call myself as an adult. Couldn't think of the word toy. Uh, I referred to myself as an adult toy in front of a room full of business leaders because I forgot the word action figure because <laughs> you are. You're a life-size action figure. So I'm sitting up there, and then I make it more awkward by acknowledging that. I go, yep, I just called myself an adult toy in front of a room full of business leaders. Oh, gosh, that was uh, that was something else. So Matt Estrin, owner of 477, there's something else I was talking about. Maybe it was a business 101 or something um, about networking and how it's a social lubricant. And Matt's just like, all right. So Nick referred to himself as an adult toy today and talked about social lubricant <laughs> over two. Yep. So uh, that's kind of, you know. So come to Leeds on Thursdays. Because you never know what you're going to hear Nick say. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's a fantastic show, but uh, there's one. I go back to Impractical Jokers. I can't believe I came full round, full circle. That's Usually pretty good. It doesn't you did happen. not lose it. I know. For my squirrel brain, I would have been done until the next segment when it came back. But Murray had to give a speech about like this high-end like technology and stuff for conference leaders uh, um, or a conference with all these you know brilliant scientists. Well, he had this, the microphone, but there were two tubes on each side. That were not very noticeable. One was attached to helium, so whenever the the, the guys you know behind the glass are saying, "All right, um, you know, t- take helium," so he have to take the helium, and his voice would get really high and squeaky, <laughs> and you know, in, in mid sentence as he's given a presentation about technology. And then there was the other one. I don't know what it is. Some kind of sulfur uh, where it really lowers your, your voice. voice. Um, and he, gosh. And then they had the speech just kind of go crazy about how basically he was a robot. He's going to conquer the world and stuff. As his voice is going from the extreme highs to the extreme lows and people's reactions and yeah, faces I was say, are just, the looks on the faces yeah. in the crowd would have been priceless so much fun so if if my aunts i have a couple of aunts um that just could barely get through that show because they get so embarrassed for for the, well of course the four comedians but also all the people the unsuspecting bystanders or victims yes um but i just i tell you some of the hardest i've ever laughed and and um just impractical jokers it's a good well one. everybody needs to Maybe not take themselves so seriously. So if you can't laugh at yourself, you know, it all starts there. Absolutely. So. Gosh. So any t- when you're scrolling through on your uh, Allo TV and you come across some practical jokers, I encourage you to give I it a few minutes. I will think of you. I will definitely think of you in this setting. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And Micah, of course. Oh, yeah. We, can, we also need to do that with some uh, helium and some sulfur dioxide or whatever it is. There are several people here at the station that love impractical jokers. 
it's 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 good. It's fun. So we only have a few minutes left in this segment. Uh, we'll just spend the rest of the time with with Tom um, for our fourth segment too. But uh, you know, you are were you born in California? Were you originally? Uh... No, actually, I caught the last seven years of my dad's twenty year in the service. I was born on an air base in Southern California. Okay, but uh, moved um, and. My brothers and my older sister moved several times, mm. but we were all born on air bases. And when he retired in 1968, he moved the family to northeast Nebraska and took a job teaching political science mm. at a college. So I grew up in Wayne, Nebraska, Wayne, and Nebraska. then met my wife at college who lived in Evergreen. And that's what got me to Colorado the first time, oh. was uh, following my heart. Evergreen. That's a small mountain town, right? Yes, just outside of Denver. That's correct. Gosh, which school did you meet? Nebraska Wesleyan University in Lincoln, Nebraska. Go Plainsmen. Go Plainsmen. Well, we'll find out what brought your lovely bride, Lori, out to uh, to Nebraska and hear more about your journey. Stay tuned for more Nick Snacks. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Nick Snacks, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA, brought to you by 477 Distilling. We're here with Tom Ginn, uh, who who now works for Aloe Fiber and just has a great story and just what a, an awesome human. So if you don't know Tom Ginn, call Aloe and schedule an appointment to see if Aloe might be right for you. Thank you. I appreciate the promo. Oh, gosh. I'm like a walking, uh, talking billboard. I, yeah. I talk a lot. Don't really wear much branding but uh before we do go on to, to more light and enjoyable topics um boy Greeley had a it was kind of knocked around last week with a with a murder of a really young yeah just beautiful young woman at uh at a nutrition shop um a really tragic murder um fortunately the police did apprehend and, and catch the uh the the Perpetrator. Evil. Yeah. yeah, I have to watch what I say on the air. Um, but just tragic for that to happen in our community and um, just so young, only 20, 22 years old. Um, so for anyone who's just kind of reeling from that, just consider, you, you know, we had um, Dan Zolke on from the Community Grief Center a few weeks ago. Um, there's North Range behavioral specialists that were out the other night um, at a memorial service for Angie. Um, so if you're if you're hurting, you're you're seeking some someone to talk to there's some great resources in the community encourage you to go out um and hold your loved ones close you never know what's going to happen and just be safe absolutely safe i actually uh, had a chance to meet angie because i would stop in there and get a a protein shake when i was out in the territory so Mm. a very lovely person yeah just heartbreaking uh that it would happen again in our community and it's just such a kind and loving individual um but thank goodness for the greeley police department they do a great job working with the community to help uh to help well to solve crimes and to to catch catch the bad guys, but yeah, unfortunately, this guy. Uh, well, uh, I can't say any other it's, words. It's but, tragic, uh, definitely tragic. Truly, uh, yeah, heartbreaking for our community. And um, I no specialist in this, but boy, if you're if you're leaving after dark from work, just have somebody there with you. Any any business owners, make sure your employees feel safe and taken care of. There's no way you can ever predict anything like this happening. But gosh, what a just a true tragedy in our community. And, and we're really thinking of of Angie and all the people who've yep. been connected with her. Yep, prayers go out to her and her family. 
Golly. Well, on to, I guess, lighter topics. Uh, Tom, you have a wonderful bride, Lori, who I got to meet over the summer at a barbecue for our networking group for Leeds and subsequent barbecues and, and boasting about our gardens and our and our herb gardens and plants. Still, my tomatoes haven't done much. I actually got a lot of cherry tomatoes, though. I got about 20 the other day. Yeah, ours aren't doing very well this year either. Well, if I remember, I'll bring some to you at Leeds on Thursday because I'm not going to eat that many cherry tomatoes. But I've got a mystery squash growing that's taken over the pepper garden that I have um, with really good chili peppers. Oh, my gosh. They are – I made the mistake of just trying one. Like, you know what? This, this can't be that bad. Oh, my Lord. That was – it was like the scene in Dumb and Dumber. Well, it sounds like you got yourself uh, a nice spicy squash soup uh, at some point in the near future. I, I just might. Uh, I think that mystery plant, it's, it looks like it could be a pumpkin. Because I, I I compost, and it's always a mystery of what gets you know mixed in with with the garden soil, and who knows this this pumpkin seed just came out of nowhere. I think I don't know. It could be something completely different. Yeah, yes. it might be a new hybrid. I might in Nick Kenny's backyard. So. There you go. You never know. You might you might have a a, a future job here, buddy. Gosh, yes. <laughs> I don't even know what I what I, I got to think of names for this new hybrid plant of a spicy pumpkin. There you go. Um, but uh, yeah, tell us about Lori and, and what brought her from Evergreen, Colorado to uh to, was it Nebraska Wesleyan? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lori's parents are from Nebraska. Her dad is from Lincoln. Her mom is from Fremont, a little town about 50 miles north of uh, north of Lincoln. Uh, they were living here in, in uh, Evergreen, and she did her first semester, I should say her first year at UNC. Hmm. So she was uh, a Greeley girl for a short period of time and then um, decided that it would be a good idea to come back to Nebraska to be near her brother, who's the same age as I am. Lori's a little younger than me, who was going to Wesleyan at the time. Her grandparents were there. So it was a family um, that brought her to Westland. Uh, I always say it's the Lord that brought her to Westland because, thankfully, the second semester of my fourth year in college, we met. Hmm. And so that's how the two of us started our courtship. And I followed her back out here to Colorado. And we celebrated our 36th wedding anniversary earlier this year. That's congratulations. Just yeah. So where did you meet her? At 36. That's fantastic. Well, she's probably going to be embarrassed when I say this. But truth be told, um, I was playing Frisbee golf with some friends when school started, and uh, somebody actually whistled from their dorm room, and I discovered a little bit later that it was Lori. Wow, like one of the <laughs> whistles, or uh, or just one of those ear-piercing uh, piercing whistles that people yeah. do in enclosed spaces, and it's about burst my eardrums. Yeah, so like I said, she'll probably be embarrassed about that. Sorry, Lori, but I, Nick asked, so I had to share it. Yeah, and I appreciate but, the honesty, uh, Tom. But yeah, we started uh, we started dating after that. So well, I got to uh, know what happened after the whistle. Did you see who it was? I mean, did she have long caught blonde? Gl- caught hair? a glimpse, and she did have long blonde hair, actually. Yeah, and, but we didn't start dating right away. It was uh, that was the beginning of the year. It was it was after uh, after the holidays in January when we we started dating. And but did you um, know who it was? Did you have to go up to find which? Oh, dorm I definitely was her? Knew, I definitely knew who she was. Oh, okay. yeah, she was she was definitely uh, easy to to see it, uh, on the campus. Hmm. There might have been a lot of eyes following her, huh? Yeah, and, absolutely. Well, I'm, uh, I'm a lucky man. Like I said the other day, I married up. Well, you two are just <laughs> the happiest, the kindest people. Um, it was great to have you at our Wines of Note event last week. For that the was Greedy a lot of fun. If those uh, anybody out there has not been to that, I highly recommend that next year you uh, you come down to visit that. What a great. Um, just a, a great atmosphere, everybody enjoying themselves, getting a chance to talk to so many different people and some fine music at the same time. And, of course, it's a great uh, great uh, 
um, fundraiser for the for the fill as well. So you know we are going to push it back to early October next year, just so we're not competing with this beautiful summer weather that we have. Um, but gosh, I appreciate that, Tom. It's a fun event of of unlimited wine tastings, and we invite 477 over, which they always love to be there too to to answer any questions about their bourbon or their products that they have that are just delicious. Plus, it gives some some variety from from just wine. But I love asking people what their favorite wine was, and you know, people talking to the vendors and getting to know um, you know more about that product and it, it was just so much fun again great music always fun to to have that uh, the drawing for some really good bourbons and some Absolutely. really good wines um, and to see the excitement of folks now i i've learned through over the years tom i'm not a smart man but but uh, I've, I've learned a lot i never pull the raffle tickets yeah i always have somebody else do it i just no one can blame me for if their tickets didn't win. That's right. Win. That's right. You're, you are a smart man. Gosh, yes. Yeah. You've been, well, and I, you know how to delegate very well, too. I try. I try. It's a hard hard word for me to, to, to use often, but it was just a fun event. Glad to see you and, and Lori there enjoying your time. And thanks for being on Nick Snacks. It was a treat to just, uh, well, I just wanted to hang out with you. It was so a it was pleasure. Just, I appreciate it. And uh, it was a treat. It really was. Micah, thank you very much. And um Love to get together with you again down the roadways. We'll have you on again. This has been Tom Ginn with Aloe Fiber, and here we are in the Aloe Communications Studios. This has been Nick Snacks, and that's our cutoff. Like the legend of the phoenix.